What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Haley Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we have a lot of catching up to do, because there's been some big Arizona news, obviously the last 48 hours, so this is a combo podcast. We'll be talking about Arizona football and their Alamo Bowl placement today, and a little bit about the basketball game yesterday, since we did promise we would do a podcast after... Uh, but I didn't get home for my festival till midnight, and it was a very long day, so we're deferring it to now. We were going to record this morning, but other stuff happened. There's some family things happening, <laughs> so, and yeah. so yeah. So anyway, um, before we begin, we have it's a message. Gonna, it's going to be cold in San Antonio, Shelby. It is going to be cold in San Antonio. San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Maybe cold enough where... You can order stuff from Home Field Apparel. What? That will keep you warm. For a Go, cold winter night. Right. By going to homefieldapparel.com and entering the code WILDCATSCOOP23, all caps, one word, 15% off your first order. There's going to be a lot of Oklahoma fans. I know there's going to be a lot of Arizona fans if Wildcat Authority is any indication. Sport your gear. Rep your hood. Rep your hood. Yes. And also, before the Alamo Bowl, there's that whole holiday, whichever holiday you celebrate, the yes. could make good gifts. And they're going to Vegas. Yes. It's going to be cold Basketball game is going to be in rep, Vegas. Rep your hood there. Yeah. Rep your hood. Just That's do all. it. Red and blue. Got to do it. Home field apparel. Crips and Bloods. Red and blue. Nope. Rep your Just hood. Uh, Arizona red and blue. Arizona, baby. Gang shit. <laughs> Gang shit. Anyway, uh, there back. we go. That was our... Our uh, plug there for yeah, Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel. Gang shit. I'm sure they love that. Yeah. It's not even written down on the no. script. Our sponsorship probably just ended. Whatever. It's fine. Um, okay. Well, we were up to watch the selection for the college <laughs> we football. It was 10 a.m. We were up. Okay. First of all, I went. we didn't sleep. I mean, even though like we I got know. home at midnight. We had a family emergency in the middle of the night. Um, we're <laughs> running on very, very so short sorry. fumes. Your boy slept. Uh, how long did you sleep? Did I had say? two hours of sleep before we yeah. got the phone call. I said about two hours of sleep. You got to go back to bed a little bit, I think. I we inherited your parents' dog. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a. We weekend. have four dogs now again. Shout out Maxie. We do love Maxie. It's just I they've all been on me all day, like piled on me. So anyway. Uh, we're going to get through this for the people because we, we love you. Um, 
Any surprises to the Alamo Bowl choosing Arizona and Oklahoma? And before you answer that, Jason actually booked his flight and his hotel before the <laughs> announcement. That's how sure he was Arizona's going to Alamo I'm actually pissed because I wanted to book it last Like a week, week ago. And you were like, you never know. No, no, don't put and this I on said, me, Jason Shearer. I said, I want to book it. And you said, I would never do that. You're an idiot. Nope. I didn't say no. that. But it was funny because once it started to leak that Arizona would be in the Alamo Bowl, I swear to God, the prices are $200 more per flight within minutes. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's basically overall uh yeah so no there weren't any surprises at all uh you know the only drama was there are some rumors that oklahoma can make a new year's six bowl the cotton bowl specifically and had oklahoma made the cotton bowl uh oklahoma state would have been arizona's opponent um other than that you know arizona was never getting into the fiesta bowl that was not a possibility um, you know, had like other teams played like a Penn State, Ole Miss, Missouri and lost, that, that would have been the possibility. But Arizona was never going to pass teams. Now, uh, I will say this, you know, we're going to switch around the orders of, of the questions. Um, my thoughts on the CFP in general is related to my okay, next point. Let's hear so it. we'll just jump into that. Let's do it. The main reason Florida State didn't make it was because basically Bill Hancock, the head of the, the head honcho, said that it's not necessarily, this is the dumbest thing, the four teams that deserve it, it's the four teams we think is the best. Right, I remember that quote. In my opinion, and, and, and I'm not angry about Arizona's Alamo Bowl placing at all, but since Noah Fafita became quarterback at Arizona, let's just say the last, six games that Arizona has run through pretty much everyone. Wouldn't you make the argument that Arizona has been one of the best 11 teams in the country? Oh yeah. We can make that easily. I mean, I can make it easily. And so the reality is that they're applying it. And, and I said last night, I tweeted, by the way, this is going to be your top four. Like I nailed you the did. teams. You nailed it. I nailed the order and I knew it as soon as Hancock made that. Clip. Oh yeah. That was their justification. They were setting that up for days whenever that comment was made for days that they were going to leave out FSU no matter what. Like, I think FSU could have won 28 to nothing against Louisville, and they still would have been left out. Um, but it just doesn't match up, right? Like, if that's the case, um, why isn't Arizona one of the top 11 teams in the country? Like, Arizona's very clearly, I can make a case, playing like a top 10 team. So, the way they are now right, with and, Noah, right. and the again, functioning quarterback. Now, do they deserve to be based on their whole season? I could understand the argument that they don't. They lost to Mississippi State. That was bad. They lost to USC. Mm-hmm. The loss to Washington is fine. Mm-hmm. But USC and Mississippi State aren't great. If you told me, look, we're looking at the whole season, Ole Miss, Penn State, whatever, is ahead of Arizona, I could be like, you know what? I don't necessarily agree, but I get it. But if you tell me, look, we're looking at the, the top teams right now i am biased yes but i'm hard pressed to believe that arizona isn't one of the top 11 teams in the country right now mm-hmm. um, you were very upset i was upset i made a tweet that's got quite a bit of feedback thank you to my haters but 
the fact remains that if there is a possibility in another world that if, if Noah had started or if even he had started two games before or whatever, you know, Arizona might have been in the top 10, 11. Yeah, I, I just meant in general with Florida State. But I was upset about Florida State because my argument was, and, and obviously their coach echoed the sentiment, what else are they supposed to do? They, they played the hand they were dealt. They won everything. And it still wasn't good enough. I mean, the only comparison would be it, it's the Kenyon Martin Cincinnati very clear one seed. They weren't a one seed because Kenyon Martin broke his leg, but it's still different because you're in the tournament. Yeah, like you're not a seeded as high as you should have been, but you're in the tournament. In this case, you're out. And what's totally gonna happen? This is so predictable. Is Alabama's probably gonna like beat Michigan? Georgia's gonna shred Florida State. And, the, and people are going to be like, see, we nailed it. And now Florida State loses to Georgia or gets killed because I think they're 14-point underdogs. Everyone's going to say, and, and look, I get the argument. Like, I absolutely think FSU would have been killed without Jordan yeah. Travis. and their first, But that's not what we're doing. If it is the four best. best teams, then you need to correlate that to the rest of the rankings. Yeah. it's not. It shouldn't be based on a prediction – we don't want to see a really bad game again and watch somebody get crushed like last year. That's not fair to FSU. Clearly, the committee doesn't care about FSU. And at the end of the day, the underlying thing, if you haven't picked up what the committee was putting down, there is a correlation between, you know, the SEC and ESPN and media rights and Alabama not being in the top four was just never going to happen. It was a predetermined thing that was going to happen. This is the politics of you know, basically the world. And, and I have said this, and, and some I've, I've seen fans of this, I am not a fan in college football of scheduling difficult out-of-conference games. I've said this for years. They're entertaining to the fans. I get it. It does nothing for you. Especially no, now. It mostly hurts you. With the playoff expanded, go undefeated. Schedule high school teams. Not to the, Schedule bad D1 teams. Because you can always say that you won. Yeah, because you won. And at the end of the day, um, it just it, it doesn't matter. Go undefeated. Try to get in that way. And and Florida State said too, like why, you know, Jordan Travis tweeted, "Why well, I wish I would have broke my leg earlier in the season." And like that's a shitty thing to say, but it's probably true. But like, out of conference games in college football are meaningless. College basketball, they're very meaningful. Committee, you look for your seating and all that. College football, it does nothing for you. Nope. Nothing. You it it, it just it does. And and look. Do I think FSU is one of the four best teams in the country without Jordan Travis? Absolutely not. Do I think they would have been killed in their first game? Yes, but that's not what we're doing. You know, that's not how we seed any sport. College basketball, it doesn't work that way. When we look at the brackets, we look for upsets because it's possible that there's upsets. Like, you, your seeding is your seeding. You win your conference. You are an automatic bid in the conference tournament, whatever. Florida State... And, and it's funny because it's like, oh, what could possibly happen? There's five major conferences and we did a four-team playoff. Like, this was always bound to happen. It's just funny that it happened in the last year of a, of of a four-game playoff. If I'm FSU and I somehow beat Georgia, oh, man. I'm absolutely saying that we're the national champion. Oh. I'm doing a banner. I'm getting a fake mock trophy if we have to. I'm doing a ceremony. I'm giving my team rings. And no one will take that away from me. Nope. I think that's that would be awesome if that happened. And also, one thing I do feel bad about is is FSU's quarterback. Like, that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Like, it's, he broke his leg. Like, that sucks. And 
I do feel bad for him. I thought of him like immediately, like everyone like, well, your quarterback is out. So sorry, guys, you don't get to go to the big dance, I guess. Yeah, I feel bad for the kid. It sucks. So. But if that's your case, if you believe that he's that valuable, then he should win the Heisman Trophy. Yep. Oh, well, that's already predetermined too, I'm sure. That's like, I mean, I'm sure should, that's rigged. He should win the Heisman because clearly you think he is so valuable that he is the difference between making the playoffs and missing the play, which is fine if you think that, but he should absolutely be a Heisman finalist then. And he's not. He's not even close. Yep. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yep. All right. Um, well, what was your initial reaction to the matchup between Arizona and Oklahoma, which you were talking about for like weeks? No disrespect to my Big 12 brethren. Uh, I did not want it to be Oklahoma State. Arizona's faced Oklahoma State. They're going to face them next year, I think. I don't have the schedule, but Oklahoma is a, it's just a big name. It's kind of big. They're leaving the Big 12. They're going to the SEC. I think that for a program as a whole on the national stage, Arizona versus Oklahoma is much more meaningful. Uh, it was much more exciting. And I think when I posted that there was a chance that it would be Oklahoma State, you could tell the Arizona fans were like, oh, we, well, we want Oklahoma. And it's like, and, and it's going to be a fun matchup. It opened up at Arizona, favored by one point. I think that makes sense. It's a team that Arizona can beat. Um, Oklahoma is very talented, uh, have good offense. Dylan Graber, I, I hope he plays. There's rumors that he might sit. I hope he doesn't. If he does, their backup is uh, a five-star top 10 player. Oh, Jackson darn. Arnold. So um, that'll be a big deal. They got talent. The coaching staff has ties to Arizona. Uh, the defense has some very good players. It's it's going to be a, a very fun game. So my good initial reaction was fashion row. I like the fact that Arizona is going to be playing a team like Oklahoma with a chance to win. I think that's just fun. Yeah, it makes the competition level higher. So if you look at like the other Pac-12 like like Oregon State should be happy. They're facing Notre Dame. Uh meanwhile, USC instead of facing Clemson is facing Louisville. Like UCLA is facing Boise State. Like the Cal's facing Texas Tech. Oregon got screwed. They're facing Liberty. That's a that's a lose-lose situation. I think they're 17-point favorites over Liberty already. Yep, they're just going to take the swag, I guess. That's the best part of that. But um, All right, well, without getting into it too much, because there'll be other days to talk about it, how big of a game is this for Arizona? You've already touched on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I'll ask Jed in the presser. I, I believe in momentum now because of the transfer portal. I think before it wasn't necessarily a big deal. If you won your bowl game, mm-hmm. I think now, let's say Arizona, you know, the transfer portal is opening up now. It's already open. But let's say kids graduate and then they enter the portal and late, you know, Arizona might be able to point to the fact that they beat Oklahoma. I think that's a big deal. I think it's a big deal that Arizona could point to the fact that it's in the Alamo Bowl against Oklahoma. Um, you know, and, and Jed Fish will absolutely use it as momentum. 
on the 2025 recruiting trail. Um, and I think that it also proves that, hey, you know, Arizona is not a fluke. If they go out and beat Oklahoma or even play Oklahoma close, um, as long as they don't get run, I think it's a very nice message overall for the program. Do I think it's like do or die? No, I don't think any bowl game outside of the playoffs is do or die. That's why you see so many guys sitting out. I expect guys on Arizona, a couple guys to sit out like Jordan Morgan, which I totally get. Uh, I expect numerous guys like Oklahoma starting running back or second string running back who the kind of split carries one and two. He already entered the portal. So I, I expect the teams won't necessarily be at full capacity. At full capacity, but I think it's still a big game in terms of how meaningful it is moving forward. Um, before I move to basketball, I do. We were talking in the car about the disparity between the message boards, like Oklahoma's oh, yeah. message boards versus Arizona's <laughs> message boards. Would you like to elaborate? Oklahoma message boards are horrified in Twitter that they deserve, and I completely get it. They they believe that they deserve the New York Six Bowl out of Ole Miss or Penn State. And now they're facing lowly Arizona. Uh, the funny thing is there are a few posters on the Oklahoma board that are like, no, guys, like this isn't Arizona that, you know, that won a game two years ago. Like this is a legitimately good football team. Arizona fans are ecstatic. There's a giant yeah. flip. Where are we going? Where are we meeting? Book my flight. Got my Airbnb. Let's go. We're driving up together. And Oklahoma fans are like, ugh, Arizona, Alamo Bowl, not even that big of a bowl. And Arizona fans are like, it's literally – the second biggest Pac-12 bowl. It's kind bowl. of a big like, deal, guys. It really is. It is the it is the biggest Pac-12 bowl out of outside of like any New York Six. It's, like had Oregon not been in the New York in the New Year's Eve Six, it would have been in the Alamo Bowl. Explain a, to the people how you explained this to Brielle tonight at dinner. It was really cute because you were trying to explain to her why it was oh, a big deal. Because so. she likes WWE. So I said when the Royal Rumble pay per view comes around, there's a Royal Rumble match and then a World Championship match. Uh, the Royal Rumble's the pay-per-view, but we're the World Championship match. And she immediately understood it. Yeah. Like, which, by the way, the Royal Rumble is my favorite we one may the not whole be, year. Like, the Alamo Bowl is literally, you can make a case, the biggest bowl outside of, of the, the playoff of the in, the, in, the, in the six. And how much, don't they get a big chunk of change? It's $8 million, and also it's uh, the, the only bowl that has two ranked teams like it's the high it's the best matchup but you can make a case and i read fox sports i, I don't yeah, know it was. earlier i think it was brian fisher that said in his opinion if you take away the college playoff this is the best bowl game there is like, it's gonna it's, be so exciting yeah it's fine i really want to go and we're trying to make it happen we have some logistics with kids and dogs and life going on but jason will be there for sure we're trying to work out my jewish self is flying out there's like christmas, christmas yeah jason's like, I'm driving into the airport. In my family, we do Christmas Eve because, like, German roots kind of thing. And that's our big thing. So I'm not really a huge Christmas person. The morning of, Santa comes, and then, like, that's it. We go to a movie or something. So I'm, I'm driving him to the airport on Christmas Day. Ideally, I get to go a couple of days later. But we'll see. Um, all right, moving on to the basketball game, Arizona versus the Toothpaste. And they won by 27. Uh, I think, you know, predictably, I was very close. I don't, yes, I we were both there. close. We were very close. Uh, my favorite was uh, Tommy Lloyd said, you're not going to go and beat Colgate by 30. Mm-hmm. And oh, you he made said it. it with a straight face, and I think he totally meant it, forgetting that they just won by 27. So technically... He was right. He was right. You know, I, I like 
that team. I like their head coach, like I said. Um, I think they run an offensive system that is going to be very difficult for mid-majors. They play two legitimate bigs. But this is another one of those games where Arizona is just so much more talented than the other team. They just can't hide it. And, and eventually they kind of impose their will and there's nothing the other team can do about it. And what I liked about this game is, and, and Tommy said it too, is once Arizona built the lead, they just kept their foot on the gas and it built and built and built. And before you knew it, Arizona was up. 27 points and they never let up it started a little slow but you know uh overall umar played well 13 and 10 in like 23 minutes uh caleb love eight rebounds to go away with 14 points i mean it's just it's one of those games uh, you know it there's not a ton to analyze at the end of the day i think there's more to analyze from the michigan state game there's more to analyze for saturday's game against uh your favorite team wisconsin uh, mm-hmm. That's and, your sister's team because yeah, sister she went, went to, Wisconsin. to Wisconsin. Uh, but, you know, by the way, Wisconsin, LSU, and a bowl game in Jacksonville. I hope there's enough alcohol in Jacksonville. <laughs> I partied at a Wisconsin versus UNLV football game. It's some of the most fun I've, I've ever had with Wisconsin fans. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, look, Arizona played great. Boswell is concerning. He had missed 11 shots in a row going back to the last game in this game at one point, And then. He gets the, the two threes of the bucket, and um, you know that's what you want to see. They're gonna they're gonna need him against Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a a very solid team, as we saw when they beat Marquette, um, and I believe they're actually ranked higher in Ken Palm now than a few of the top teams that Arizona has faced. So it, it is not gonna be an easy matchup. You have to step it up. Okay, um, well, Arizona will move to number one. If not, I will have another podcast. If not, we will have a f- just us screaming yeah. about the injustice I, of the world. I already said that uh, I will. I am poll tracking, and if you don't vote Arizona number one, I'm coming for you. Yeah, he's going to definitely throw it out there yeah. if he did not. Uh, but ideally, we believe Arizona will be number one when those rankings come out shortly. Are you a fan you're, the reason I asked this. Yep. yep. I know why. I know you asked this. Shelby does not like being ranked number one. Okay, look. One. Are you a fan? Let me finish the question that you wrote for me to read. Sorry. Are you a fan that likes it or dislikes it? Okay, here's the deal. Shelby does not like being number one. I don't like it because it puts a big target on your back. And just if you are an Arizona fan, you get it. It has happened so many times in the past going back to like Desert Swarm when the football or when Arizona, when Nick, or was it, Nick was on the cover of Sports Illustrated years ago. Khalil, Khalil was on the cover. But for basketball, it was Nick Johnson. Nick Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. Nick Johnson was on the cover. And immediately after, chaos, disaster, falling down. the, And then everyone gets to wag their finger and say, told you so. However, I do believe we need to get rid of these old ways of thinking and embrace the goodness. And whether they lose after they're ranked number one. They were number one, and hopefully they will hold on to it or they will stay top 10. So I will say I am trying to get with the times and get rid of all the old negativity. It's been 10 years. I will like it. Yeah, I don't care. I know Uh, you don't. You're a reporter. (laughs) No, it has nothing to do with that. Look, Arizona's not going to hang on to it. They're going to be ranked number one. They're they're going to lose one of those games. And they're going to lose a game, and then they're going to fall to number three, and it won't matter. And, and, And you look at Kansas number one. Lost. Purdue is number one. Lost. Hopefully Arizona loses 
to a better team than Northwestern. Like Purdue. Well, we're right? playing Purdue. Purdue, so. right? Arizona has, let me tell you something. If Arizona comes out of this unscathed, Wisconsin, FAU, Purdue, Alabama. They're the greatest team of all time. I mean, we're going to, like, we literally will have to start talking about an undefeated season. Even Tommy said after the Colgate game, I think it was, look, guys, like, we're probably not coming out of this unscathed. Like, no one's stupid here. Arizona's going to lose the game. Um, How they lose it, I don't know. Who they lose it to, I don't know. But I think it's fun being number one. I don't believe in the added pressure part because I think when you're Arizona, everyone wants to beat you anyway. Right. I mean, that's true. And I, I just, you're, this is where you and I are different. I've mentioned this before. You were not born here. I was. You, just... you did not go like to the 90s. You didn't come to that after they won in 97, the day after and see like the elation. You didn't live here. So it's a little, it's just different for locals who are, and I'm not trying to just like say that you're not an Arizona fan because you weren't born here, but it's just like this old like fear that goes back to like Lou Olson days, like whenever Arizona was on top. Just something would happen, and it's it's across the board, football and basketball. But again, I'm trying to change and love it. Being number one brings prestige to the program. It's a good thing. A wise man once said, "If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen." Wow, that was very deep. I'm so glad you quoted that. Um, all right, so we've covered it. Thank you all for joining will... us. I have no idea when we're doing another podcast. Well, uh, we'll be doing one we're definitely going to do one for Wisconsin, Wisconsin. But we'll try to get one in the middle of the week for transfer portal stuff. The portal, which, by the way, I have not um, gone through the portal yet. Jason and I are in negotiations Interesting. this year. You said yet. Anyway, um, Shelby, you know what to do. I do. I like to say it. Bear down. You mentioned entering the transfer portal. Someone on Twitter asked a good question. What NIL would you demand, probably, to stay married or just not enter the portal? Um, massages and quiet dinners by myself every once in a while. No money. No, I'm not greedy. Wow. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.